0: Hey, how is it, everyone? Hope you are doing well. Very glad to have you here. Welcome to the show. Folks who don't know, this is In Defense of Liberation. Uh, I am your host, Josh. I use she, her pronouns. I'm a trans-communist, and I'm happy to be talking to you. I, uh... Want to introduce the show, this is a show that is working towards and educating about a true people's liberation movement and proletarian revolution. Uh, for folks who you know might not be familiar with these concepts or who you know might not necessarily agree with these concepts, feel free to check out the program and see what you think. See if you come to agree or disagree still after you know listening to a couple episodes or. You know, to be honest with you, you you don't have to listen to this, Um, but it's good to have you here nonetheless. Folks who are tuning back in, it is also great to have you here, so happy that there was something in the program that made you want to stick around, but uh, definitely would appreciate any and all information on what that was, so please for folks who would like to, you can go ahead and get a... a hold of me at liberation at gmail.com uh, You can also find me on Instagram liberation, and you can find me on Twitter at redstarbitch420 um, Feel free to message me um, My apologies if I don't get right back to you but nonetheless I would love to hear from each and every one of you about episode ideas about conversation topics, about <clears throat> ongoing events, domestic or international, about organizations to look into, books to read, podcasts or YouTube channels to check out, um, histories or events to look into, things like that, uh, definitely always interested to learn more, to meet more people, to have more stuff to listen to. Um, so yeah, now that we got that all down, um, just want to say that I am grateful for having the ability to get back into the program, to get back into recording, to doing my morning commutes, and to, you know, trying to build back up the repertoire or excuse me, the what's the word I'm looking for? Repertoire, um, like uh, connections that I had with folks who are also doing shows, you know, um, and and build connections with, with new folks. So definitely be on lookout. I got three, four episodes coming up this month that I'm excited for. Finished recording the episode with Cena from East is a podcast that should be going up here soon. Um, both on my channel and theirs on their uh, patreon, so please uh, if interested uh, consider subscribing as a patron to Issa's uh, podcast but um, other than that, folks, I am here today to talk about uh well a few different things of course i 'm gonna wrap about what 's on my mind um, just chat about some of the things that seem to be ongoing, but try to loop in some uh, broader discussions and uh, (coughs) larger topics. So, anyways, one of the things that seems to be in the forefront of my mind right now is the upcoming National Day of Action Against Police Violence and Colonial Policing, both domestically and internationally, uh, called for by the community movement builders and co-signed by organizations like the Black Alliance for Peace. Um, folks should check out both Community Movement Builders and BAP. Um, consider joining Consider joining the Black Alliance for Peace Solidarity Network, especially if you're up here in the Northeast region. Uh, you'll be able to organize with you girl. So uh, definitely consider uh, reaching out if you'd like any more information about that or go online to blackallianceforpeace.com and I think you should be able to find community movement builders on Twitter and social media and linked would be their website for more information. The second thing is the March 18th anti-imperialist rally that's going to be going on in D.C. on the 20th anniversary of the invasion of Iraq uh, as well as uh, speaking out against the ongoing conflict in Ukraine and the U.S. war machine's imperialist efforts around the globe. So for folks who don't know, that's going to be led by the Answer Coalition along with other groups like um, the Party for Socialism and Liberation, the People's Forum, uh, Code Pink, um, and a couple others. Um, Black Alliance for Peace is going to be there. Shout out BAP and I believe, um, I believe a few, like, uh, quite a few other groups have signed on, uh, over a hundred. So, uh, feel free to check out that on the Answer Coalition's website, but also on the People's Forums, uh, Instagram and other social media. I, uh, was hoping to be able to get there, but I don't, I don't think it's gonna provide me enough time to prepare lodging, Um, if I'm going to need it and, or, uh, try to figure out, um, the, uh, ride situation here on a bus, but, um, you know, maybe, uh, maybe, maybe that'll change if I can get some more information on that. So whether or not I think folks should consider if they can get there going to DC on March 18th, um. I'm also thinking about some of the other events that are coming up, like uh, the 11th and 12th uh, U.S.-Cuba Normalization Conference taking place at the Fordham University in New York City, but also online through Zoom, so feel free to go online and check that out. Uh, It's being headed by the IFCO Pastors for Peace, um, along with other organizations that Uh, deserve our support I hopefully will be able to attend that conference both days on Zoom sadly not going to be able to get there in person again another situation where I just didn't did not do the preparations necessary to get ready in order to make it in person but nonetheless looking forward to uh, what is available to hybrid listeners, participants. Also, of course, I mentioned it before, but folks should be on the lookout for the uh, May 7th, I believe it was, event coming up in uh, Ithaca at Cornell University, the uh, anti-imperialist conference, which folks like the Cadre Journal as well as the other student organizations at Cornell are participating in organizing so please uh check out cadre journals website as well as the their Instagram in order to get more information on that or you can reach out to me. But what else? Um there was a recent uh uh panel discussion uh reflection from the Venceremos Brigade um which, uh, a very great comrade of mine helped to facilitate, so that's awesome, um, and, uh, I, unfortunately, wasn't able to attend the event, but, uh, it seemed to have got a pretty decent turnout in person and on Zoom, and hopefully more people will check out that once it is uploaded, uh, if it hasn't already been, uh, AMO's Brigade is another organization that does Cuba, so- Cuba Solidarity that, uh, has been going on since the beginning of the blockade um the beginning of the siege of cuba which the united states has uh kept ongoing for over 60 years um, so folks should definitely check them out and they have some upcoming delegations that folks could register for um very reasonably priced all you know the lodging and food and travel and transport once you get into Cuba is you know all taken care of the only thing is the the fee for um the actual trip and then you know the plane tickets which you know depending on if you're near Miami or not um could be a little expensive which is you know my uh issue right now but um, hopefully hopefully in the future we'll be able to attend something um folks should also check out the Friends of the ATC, uh, Nicaraguan, uh, Nicaraguan Solidarity Group that, uh, um, works with the, uh, uh Trabajadores, uh, I shouldn't have gone for it, De Comunidad, I might have gotten that wrong, but, Um, I definitely got that wrong, actually. But uh, the ATC is a rural union of farmers and uh, land workers that uh, are in the uh, countryside of Nicaragua and uh, have been doing a lot of fantastic food sovereignty work and uh, other organizing efforts that the Friends of the ATC helps to bring international solidarity to, um, so folks should check them out as well, but <clears throat> I've kind of just rapped about upcoming events and shit like that, which, you know, folks might find interesting, and I wanted to put in the front so people have that information, but uh, what I really want to talk about today is the fact that as the, you know, uptick in, A lot of the different contradictions that we're facing, like, uh, you know, the issues of poverty, 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 of uh, ongoing colonialism, of genocide of indigenous people, of an absolutely sham healthcare system, these things are continuously worsening for the majority of us, right, and you know, I think it's pretty easy to look at what most people are going through right now. Even people who have, a, you know, what you might consider like a decent job, a professional job uh, with a salary, right? Even folks with mortgages and with car payments and stuff like that. Um, uh, as, you know, ridiculous as it might sound to say, you know, woe whoa, whoa are those who can afford mortgages. But, um, of course, we know that it's just another form of a loan where the bank takes the majority of your money. And so in the time period where we're in, where our dollar is worth far less, where the products which we need to purchase are you know, far more expensive, where uh, the majority of us are working more hours than we ever have before, um, while making far less money than we ever have before, this is not, you know, maybe a new phenomenon, it's maybe, you know, uh, something that we could point to and say, oh, this was happening at this period in the U.S., this was happening at this period in the U.S., this was happening at this period in the U.S., and it'd be true. However, you know, of course, we also want to talk about the present because we can't necessarily affect the Past and for the majority of the times that I try to use the past in, in passing conversation with, uh, for example, people at my job, nobody really gives a shit about history at all. Um, for the majority, they, you know, are thinking about tomorrow and today, which you can't really blame anyone for. But in the moment that we're in where the issues uh, that we are all facing continue to heighten. Of course, we are also seeing at the same time a heightening of resistance by different groups around the world. Within the Imperial Corps, there's been a lot of different reverberations of this since, you know, the last few years with, uh, you know, starting back in uh, the early 2010s with the black lives matter movement, but, uh, continuing forward, all the different reverberations that came from things like the awful, uh, awful response to the COVID-19 pandemic, the revocation further of, uh, reproductive rights, the, uh, isolation and criminalization of LGBTQ plus people, the, Banning of African American studies and quote critical race theory unquote in different public schools, the gutting of the infrastructure bill, which was supposed to give students free community college, which was supposed to fix the thousands of bridges and roads which are decaying across uh, the domestic. United States, uh, as well as you know, provide further subsidies for things like uh, child care, for food, for rent. Uh, Of course, we know that this did not pass, at least not in any meaningful uh, form as it was originally described. But on top of all of this, we also have to understand that if the grip is tightening here, so too is the grip tightening around the world. So, for example, in a country like Haiti, where an organization, a false uh, propped up organization known as the Core Group, set up by U.S., Canadian, and European diplomats, Uh, As well as uh, other organizations and government infrastructures that are going in and helping to arm or fund different reactionaries, different uh, gangs, different um, oppositional groups to further foment the division between the different uh, people within the population of Haiti. But also to, of course, confuse and obfuscate the issue of Haiti to the majority of the world. Now, my disappointment must be clearly stated about the recent CARICOM decision to continue to allow for the core group and other occupation forces to have any role within the decision-making of a sovereign nation, a revolutionary nation, uh, you know, nation built on people's struggle, Haiti, uh, and continue to oppress and, uh, um, enslave the Haitian people. Um, I bring this up also because Black Alliance for Peace has a Haiti Solidarity Group, um, which, uh, Folks should consider joining Africans, please consider joining non Africans. Also, consider joining the Black Alliance for Peace Solidarity Network. Um, <clears throat> but along with this, of course, we see a heightening of efforts to either co opt, overthrow, isolate, or you know, um, criminalize different governments around the world which may not necessarily uh, align with the fascistic, oppressive, capitalistic nature of the uh, NATO and U.S. nations, such as not only Russia and China, but of course nations like Cuba, Venezuela, Nicaragua. Um, You can also put in here Vietnam, can think of, uh, nations like Zimbabwe, of Ethiopia, of former socialist or national liberation struggle, uh, you know, led nations such as Guinea-Bissau and Mozambique, Ghana, Guinea, um, who have had their governments co-opted and overthrown, assassinated, and imprisoned, um, You can also look in countries in Asia with the uh, recent election in the Philippines, with the recent election in South Korea, with the upcoming militarization efforts in Japan, with the ongoing efforts to uh, further militarize the South China Sea. Um, All of this is connected because it's all coming from the same point of origin that point of origin of course not to simplify it to a point of non-explanation but the real starting uh you know point for all of this is a a capitalistic system a capitalist system which is based on and built for the profiteering, <clears throat> which happens when exploitation and oppression are used as operating mechanisms to steal the land, the resources that the land has, the labor force, the economic structure the political system, the police force, the media, the education system, the religious institutions, the different militia groups, the socio-cultural groups, the political and non-political organizations, the non-profits, the NGOs. All of this becomes a tool by which the global capitalist system is able to further entrap the majority of the world's population in a relationship where in order to survive, they must not only continue to labor and allow themselves to be exploited in that way, but of course, they must also be forced to purchase commodities, goods, resources, cooking materials, clothing, etc. back from the imperialist nation after the industrialized nations are able to use the cheap raw materials in order to create uh, finished products, which then it goes on to sell at an extremely heightened price for the sake of further profiteering. Now, this is not my theory. This is not you know my idea. I am not saying this to you because I am trying to convince you of anything. I need not try to convince you of anything because I think all of us can look at the system that we live in where things like bread and rice and cooking oil and bandages and ibuprofen and uh, something as ridiculous as like, you know, toothpaste, right? can cost so much money that it's a consideration as to whether one needs to eat well or whether one needs to take care of themselves or whether one needs to tend to their bodies. Um, This is now a decision that working class people have to continuously make and make uh, harder and harder decisions about in order to simply find ways to make their money work as much as they can. Because ultimately, of course, as things like, quote, inflation, aka price gouging, continue to lead to an increased cost for the goods and commodities which people require for survival within a country like the United States, where the majority of us do not produce for ourselves, nor does our country produce for itself. Um, It is quite difficult in that situation to expect that, you know, the people of this nation uh, would likely be able to handle something like the uh, 30 to 60 percent inflation which is happening in places like in Africa, in Asia, and in Latin America. Simply put, the American situation, as difficult as it is, does not reflect the super-exploitation which exists in the Third World and the Global South, which we have to understand further, because of course, those of us who live in the Imperial Core must know that it is our nations, the governments that lead the countries we live in, that are causing these issues and uh, cultivating the oppression. <clears throat> of course, we are told that it's the corruption, the ignorance, the violence of the colonized and imperialized people. <clears throat> We are told that it is, in fact, you know, the lack of civilization or the lack of diplomacy or the lack of intelligence that leads to the awful rates of crime, of corruption, of oppression, of murder, of drug addiction, of prostitution, of awful labor conditions that exist. However, we know if we study history that, in fact, the majority of these societies did not have such a distinct class relation and separation until the period of colonization. Meaning that if we are to be honest and true to what history has to say which of course I personally advocate for then we would understand that it is important rather than looking at a picture as it exists and trying to understand it solely in this context that we go on to understand the context in which it was drawn up, the context in which it was, <clears throat> it was developed. Who developed it? Because that's another important question. If the majority of nations around the world are incapable of leading their own governments, they are not allowed to hold office for any other purpose than to pass more wealth and more resources into the hands of the colonizing empires, then these governments or these uh, people groups or these social movements are not able to garner the political power that is necessary to actually build a stable society. To actually build a society that isn't corrupt, that isn't, you know, full of drugs and guns and crime and death and destruction. But again, these are not creations of the colonized people themselves. These are not cultivations of their, you know, culture, of their traditions. In fact, the majority of indigenous cultures, the majority of colonized populations have a strong history of resistance to these forms of racism, of sexism, of oppression, of slavery, of indigenous genocide, and it is clear through their actions today, such as their abstention from the ridiculous war that NATO is trying to wage as a front for, quote, democracy and freedom against the Russian Federation, um, it also, you know, serves to reinforce the behavior against China, uh, the world's largest nation, uh, the world's largest economy, and the world's uh, largest developing uh, people, and uh, trying to isolate and entrap and uh, encourage war with the Chinese people the United States is, and NATO is, at a stage where its colonialism cannot exist in its same form anymore, right? Neoliberalism or neocolonialism as well, that's been uh, an extended form of colonization since the, uh, quote, decolonization period of the 50s, 60s, and 70s. Um, This all, of course... Uh, was yet another uh, form of oppression that the colonizers tried to cultivate uh, in order to keep as much of the social relations, the economic mode of production, and the exploitative uh, appropriation of wealth that they had previously had in place. Of course, as the people begin to step forward and begin to move, it's very difficult to stop them. And so when you have a revolutionary people or a national liberation struggle which then is halted by uh sham independence or by a uh faux revolutionary government that doesn't actually represent the needs of the people eventually this system will be called into question by the real revolutionary organizations and the actual people groups that are leading the struggle and uh It will be shown to be exactly what it is. It just might take a little bit of time. But of course, this will lead to further organization and struggle by the people. At this point in countries around the world, it is clear that the far right, the conservative, and the center liberal parties and political groups which have held control in the majority of the third world for a sizable portion of the 20th and 21st centuries, are not to the liking nor interest of the colonized peoples who have continued to be exploited and oppressed by these supposed uh, national uh, and uh, people uh, governments. Now, of course, we know that this is because the majority of those governments are made up by compromisers by hypocrites, by folks who hesitate in the face of struggle, many of whom are either educated, who are uh, involved in, uh, you know, law or in judiciary positions, many of whom are former military officers, or even individuals who might have at one point been a part of revolutionary organizations or struggles, but who now, since then, have kind of renounced their uh, more socialistic or uh, guerrilla or uh, revolutionary tactics. Now, this is not to say that, uh, you know, there's like a purity bar and if you don't pass it, you're not worth a shit. Um, You know, I'm not one of those... uh, types of leftists who tries to enshrine my own principles or my own understanding of my principles on government, which is trying to form itself in the midst of imperialist war and class struggle, in the midst of economic siege warfare and ongoing nuclearization attempts around the world in situations where NGOs, militia groups, oppositional political parties, religious sects, and others are getting money, guns, and training to overthrow the government. Um, As we wrap up here, some of you might have heard about the prisoners in Nicaragua. What do you think the United States would do if Nicaragua sent guns and money and trainers to the United States to have communists and socialists trained up to overthrow the United States government. Because that's exactly what the U.S. did to Nicaragua. So, in closing, all power to the people, right? But also, let us not forget that something like a revolution, something like what we've been talking about, requires a much more holistic understanding of how we as communists and revolutionaries can plug into and actually develop ourselves within the struggle and also help to boost the struggle in ways that liberalism, in ways that, uh, you know, leftism, anarchism, um, and conservatism are historically proven to be incapable of doing and we'll talk about that more in an upcoming episode but that's all for me folks peace love and socialism talk to you soon